I'm coming, okay? <laughs> okay. Good morning, friends and family. My name is Angelise Vasquez. I'm married to my amazing husband, Elias, and I have two beautiful little boys, Jonah and Lucas. My story begins like many of you. I grew up Catholic, I was baptized at birth, and completed my Holy Communion. However, we would only go to Mass on Easter, Christmas, and on some Sundays if I was with my grandma. I attended Catholic elementary school where I learned of God, but I did not know God. Growing up, I was a good girl, polite, respectful, and a rule follower. I didn't give my parents any sort of troubles, even as a teenager, surprisingly. I excelled in school, and I was active in my community. I was taught that if I behaved and was a good person, I would go to heaven. I did not understand the enormity of Christ dying for my sins. But God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8. In July of 2006, my family and I visited a Pentecostal church that our cousins were attending. This church was completely different from our experience at the Catholic Church. I was introduced to what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. I learned that what it was to worship and praise the Lord. I learned that if I repented of my sins and gave my life to Christ, I could be with him forever. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me his eternal life, he does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. John 5.24 I had never heard such a beautiful promise before, and it provided me comfort. However, it wasn't until a few months later that it would be revealed to me the importance of this promise. In the fall of that year, I was involved in a serious car accident that caused severe head trauma. I would have multiple seizures and eventually stop my, that eventually stopped my heart and land me in a coma and on a ventilator. My injuries were severe and my parents had to identify me through my hands and feet. I was given a prognosis of multiple facial fractures and unknown brain activity. By the grace of God, I came out of my coma about a week later even then, God was already showing his mercy and grace to me, a sinner. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Psalm 145, 8, 9. On the first day I awoke, a gentleman came in and asked if he could pray for me. Unable to see or speak, I nodded my head yes. He placed his hands on my head and said a short prayer that lasted less than 10 seconds. Immediately, I felt a burning sensation that started from my toes, slowly moved up my legs, into my stomach, up on my arms, and eventually my head. When it felt like I could no longer take the pain, I began to violently throw up. 
I cannot give much explanation as to what actually happened, but what I can tell you is that I walked out of the hospital a few days later with not one bruise or fracture visible on my body. This experience revealed to me that God is real and he is miraculous, loving, and merciful. After this experience, I would openly proclaim that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior, yet my life and actions outside of a church did not reflect that. I felt torn between a relationship with Christ and my strong ties to the world. I continued to attend church every Sunday with my family. I participated in our church's youth group, and I knew all the Christian buzzwords. But when I was not at church, I was living my life like a normal 20-something-year-old girl. I was leading a double life. On Sundays, I would cry during worship, feeling sorry for myself, ashamed of my behavior, allowing worship to be about me and not about glorifying God. On Monday, I would continue my worldly lifestyle. I was treating Sunday like a car wash. As I got dirty all week, I would long for Sunday to be clean and renewed. And by this we know that we can have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. 1 John 2, 3 through 5. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness for the unrighteous, and he might bring us to God, but being put to death in flesh, but made alive in spirit. 1 Peter 3.18. I didn't believe I was worthy of his forgiveness, and I spent many years feeling this way. I longed to be more, I longed to know more about Christ and his life on earth, and how significant it was for me to be with him in heaven. In 2012, I was introduced to John MacArthur through his 12 Extraordinary Women, uh, the book. It was through his teachings that I realized that I had been learning, that what I had been learning at that particular church lacked substance. I would look forward to going to church to sing and worship, but I never grew an understanding of the gospel. The sermons were filled with anecdotes and based around a passage of the Bible, but no explanation of the passage. I was feeling empty and alone because all this time I wasn't faithfully in God's word or understanding of its infallible truth. It was during this time that I truly realized my sin and shame was washed away by the death and resurrection of Christ and that his death atoned for my sins. It was then that I gave my life to the Lord and I was saved. I fully understood that Christ dying on the cross gave me new life and all I had to do was give my life to him. His death would cleanse me of my transgressions. James 2.19 says, You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that, and they shudder. As I began to dig deeper into God's love and mercy for me through his son, my life began to radically change. I started to see how much I needed to set myself apart from the world. For narrow is the gate, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Matthew 4, 7, 14. I knew firsthand that life is temporary, 
and I understood that at any moment it could be over. By God's divine grace that same year, I met my amazing husband Elias, who I had prayed for. God knew exactly who I needed to lead me, love me, and cherish me. From the start, Elias made it clear that Christ would be the forefront of our relationship. He was respectful of me and honest about his intentions. The success of our marriage is solely because Christ is always at the center. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, Ephesians 5.21. God blessed me with Elias, even though I was undeserving of that blessing. As I stand before you today, nine years later, I can tell you that my life is dramatically different. In the past nine years, God has been working and moving in my life, not only as a person, but as a wife and mother. I can faithfully say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I have been made new by the repentance of my sins. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4.6 Every day I want to know Christ, walk with him, and be in his presence. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make, your straight, make straight your paths. 1 John 3, 2. My days are filled with longing to learn more and grow closer to God in all of his beautiful mercy and grace. My desires for worldly pleasures have been replaced with the desire for Jesus. I am in the Word daily, reading and studying. I am listening to pastors who teach the Word. I am surrounding myself with brothers and sisters in Christ who help me grow in Christ. My love for being a wife and mother is deeply rooted in my desire to be more like Jesus. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Ephesians 2.10 Today I call upon you, Lord, in front of my family and my friends, my profession of faith in you, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, through baptism. As we hear so often in the uh, testimonies, uh, those who had quite a religious experience and, and some measure of commitment or confession of Christ, but it was not attended with a desire to love him sincerely in the secret thoughts of our heart and in the, the private unseen parts of our lives. But God is so patient and gracious that mm. even though we can live in such hypocrisy that by grace he can reveal the truth to us. And what it truly means to be a Christian is to love the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the truest mark. And the truest mark of that love is that we desire to obey him and that we desire to follow him. And Angelise, it's because of that testimony and that desire in you that it's my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.